0: Welcome to the Johnny Hot Socks Show, hosted by Johnny Hot Socks, a podcast exploring the success stories of inspirational and influential people across industries. Now, here's your host, Johnny Hot Socks.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Rich Damari, Methods Finest. Um, so, for those who don't know, Rich Damari has, um, you know, he worked at Kiss 1A for a number of years, interviewing artists and really doing everything under the sun had KISS and then really took his talents. you started DJing yeah. and really singing a Sinatra all throughout the city. And I mean, more than just the city, I feel like you've done venues and.
0: I've toured, you know, I was starting, you know, before um, COVID happened, I'd started touring a good amount. Um, and now I'm touring and I'm playing the
1: biggest theater in Medford, Chevalier. What a name. First off, like who invented that name? It's Genius. like past, past the Chevalier. It's, just like, it's like French it's all that so um well let's go back so for a second so how did you even get into music DJing and all of that at jazz
0: so I started DJing um because I worked at a nightclub um called Roxy which is now Royale which is now closed because COVID. there are no nightclubs anymore so <laughs> when I started DJing there and then um you know it took a few years for me to start singing but there was like this piano bar downstairs from Roxy and you could um, it was like open mic every night and you know in my mid-20s I got up and started singing Sinatra songs because I love Sinatra music and from there I got work. Um, I got work doing Sinatra music and I was like all right you guys are gonna pay me to do it. I'll do it, let's go.
1: That's, so I mean if you just like singing and you know you had a good voice?
0: I'm good at impressions, and so that's kind of where it started um, with impressions—kind of manipulating your voice to sound like certain stuff. And um, singing is one of those things. I notice a lot of singers actually are pretty, pretty good at impressions. You look at Jamie Foxx, and um, you know, you look at Seth MacFarlane, and and uh, those guys—they can do great impressions. They got these voices. It—it it just for some people, it just comes naturally. And it was one of those things that kind of came naturally to me.
1: And so, I mean, I, I say it, is during and post the radio station, you were, you were DJing. I mean, how many? I mean, you've venue. I mean, went to like a. Well, I was DJing, DJing a lot. I mean, I
0: was I was playing all the clubs, uh, a lot of the clubs in the city. You know, I was doing some nightclub stuff, but then I was also doing some of the higher end places like Four Seasons, the Ritz, uh, Boston Harbor Hotel, and doing a lot of high end galas and stuff like that. And then we did. um, we did the, on the Charles there, we did at the Royal Sinesta. So, yep. you know, we, from a combination of d- DJing, singing, i played pretty much any place that has music in the city.
1: So, uh, okay. So, I mean, things were going pretty solid prior to COVID because, you, you know, getting gigs here and there, you were like, I mean, I, on, I mean, everywhere. And then once COVID hit, I mean, your industry, let's be realistic about it, got shut down. That I means nothing you can physically do.
0: Many parts of it are still shut down. And Um, yeah, that's, you know, I would say for everybody in my industry, the most challenging time that they've ever experienced, I I can't, I mean, everybody has their own personal problems, but that, you know, there's no, there's no question that that's, that's a big issue.
1: And so what did you do during COVID? I think this is genius.
0: Well, I think for the, so COVID started the middle of March, let's call it you know let's call it you know march 15th or whatever and then i would say yeah that's that's when everything that's when all the shutdowns happen so i would say from march fifteenth to the middle of may um nothing you did nothing you i worked on my house i just got a new house so i just did housework and i you know was doing like axing down trees and stuff like that <laughs> some aggression up but um i got kind of lucky i I had sang at someone's uh, 80th birthday party in 2019. Yeah, just make sure it's
1: before, it's before, it's 2019, it's before COVID, everybody.
0: And so I get a call from her daughter and she says, Hey, Rich, um, my mom's turning 81. We'd really like to have you sing to her. You know, she's kind of going through a tough time with the COVID and she's not feeling well at two. She loves your music. Would you come sing to her, but sing in the driveway and she'll be in the window? And so I I was like, sure. Like, I haven't done anything for two months. You're going to, you know, pay me to go out and play. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. So, um, and I love, you know, I love what I'm doing. And I'm not, I'm not, personally, I'm not afraid, but I understand that there's risks and that, that come with it. So we did that show on May 14th, which, um, you know, was basically like two months after everything shut down. And from that point, we began the come to my window tour and the come to my window tour from the middle of may till i actually have stuff still booking for it i'm going yeah i'm going to a home uh december 12th um but up until the beginning of november I was booked four or five times a week doing these. So we did close to 70 shows uh, from the middle of, yeah, from the middle of, from the middle of May. And they were smaller gatherings and they were socially distanced. And, you know, we were meeting people where they were and they're at their comfort level. So that's, that's kind of what I did. And that, that got me through mentally and helped me get through, you know, a little bit of the financial hardships of it. Um and you know, I've done a little bit here and there. New Hampshire's a little bit um, more flexible when it comes to stuff, so I've done several weddings up in New Hampshire. And uh, I would say I feel fortunate that I'm not totally shut down. I know there are people that have that in the music industry that haven't worked since March. That's got to mess with you financially. Yeah. It's got to mess with you mentally. It's you know, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of follow up from it.
1: Yeah, and I think now I there, people are talking. There's gonna be a second shutdown. It's like, all right, like, wh- what are we supposed to do?
0: Well, that's where the Christmas miracle comes in because I gotta be honest, I really didn't think that we were gonna do the shows at Chevalier. I mean, I, I, I was hopeful, but it just looked like the way everything was trending uh, that it wasn't it, it wasn't gonna happen. You know, so I'm v- feel very thankful, I and mean, we have a Christmas miracle. We're gonna have two shows Saturday and Sunday. Um, that are both going to be sold out. I mean, there's some tickets available, I think, for Sunday, but Saturday is sold out, and, um, you know, the people want to go out. And um, I'm going to give them a hell of a show.
1: So tell me more about the show. I mean, like, I'm assuming they gave you certain guidelines. I'm assuming the theater, like, how yeah. is that even all – how right. is that all happening?
0: It, you know, it's, it's an 1,800-person theater. I think they're selling uh, around 200 tickets. Um, so right there, you're, you're, you're spread out. Um, as far as the band is concerned, my band is like 10 feet away from me. Each person is 10 feet away from me. Um, and then I'm like 20 feet back from anybody in the, in the (laughs) theater. So we're, we're set way back on the stage. So there's those levels of, um, uh, security that are there. And, uh, you know, I think for the most part, I think if you're going to buy tickets to a show, you're pretty comfortable. Yeah. You no. Know, you, if you're gonna buy tickets, you're gonna be comfortable, and and if the if the theater is going the extra mile to uh, go by all the guidelines and all the safety procedures, then let's have a good time. Let's let's celebrate Christmas again.
1: That's gonna be awesome. No, I mean I think it's, it's I think what I like about you is that even during you know the hard times, obviously you're facing, your industry is facing seventy shows. I mean that's insane.
0: Yeah. And, and they're um, still going.
1: Weren't you? I feel like you were on the news. I'm hundred. I'm pretty confident you were on the news at some point. One station. You posted it. Someone posted it.
0: Um. Well, I know there were some write ups in. Um. I think the Globe did something. Was I in the news? I don't know if. I Let's was. just
1: say you were. Can we just say it just I don't for. Know.
0: I was. There was. You know what? I think it made the rounds on social. I think yeah. I got a lot of traction on social, which you know that's there's a lot to be said about that because you can do a lot. Um, and you can get the message out on social yourself. So it's, I think that's a very and empowering thing for people.
1: And so I guess like referral-wise, was that more like, hey, people inbox, hey, can Rich, you know, I have a I don't know, cousin in New Hampshire, can you come out this way? Or like yeah. more so yeah. just through the inbox, through social media? Yeah,
0: so, you know, I did a small boost on social, but I had good content. Um, you know, the content kind of made it watchable. And um, I think a combination of good social media content and then word of mouth, that that really help propel it uh to have
1: you know weekly success you know sometimes we we're doing two shows three shows a day it's incredible um <laughs> and so no i mean it just i think it's just a smart thing no one no one did i mean not to my so, knowledge i think that the music that
0: i do kind of lends itself to family gatherings you yeah know? it's not it's not like I'm doing a rap show, right? <laughs> you know, you're great. Yeah, whatever. And, and that's great music. And I, play yeah. that. I love that music. But as far as the crossover from a young generation to an old generation, this music brings it all together. And um, I saw that at Capo, uh, the yeah. shows that I did every single week at Capo, we'd have girls in their early 20s that are coming out celebrating their birthday party, dressed up in Gatsby attire. And then you'd have a family celebrating their, you know, their dad's 90th birthday, grandfather's 90th birthday, and they'd be sitting side by side. So this music, I see it firsthand. And then the Come to My Window tour, well, that's, that was even, that just proved it even more to me because, you know, you have little kids that are like, I show up to a show and a little kid's there and they're like, well, what music are you going to do? I'm like, well, Frank Sinatra. And they're like, I don't know any Frank Sinatra. But then during the show, they're singing every single song. They're singing New York, New York. They're singing Fly Me to the Moon. They're singing Come Fly With Me. They're singing Under My Skin. Like the best is yet to, they know these for some reason They they kind of come in like into like the pop culture through maybe a a Disney movie or something like that. You'll see it kind of come in um, these classic songs. So they know them through, through our newer pop happenings.
1: Yeah. And um, it's just amazing the crossover. So back to the Chevalier. So how did this even like come about? Like let's um so
0: I think you know I don't stop trying to figure work out and get yeah. work done. Um I've reached out to thousands of theaters across the country uh since the middle of um you know the middle of the summer. I've been trying to get stuff going and um, I've had success. I've had places that have had relationships with me in the past. And I've had a lot of people say, no, we're not even open. So, and that's what, that's what I'm running into. We're not open. We're not open. But I have shows booked in Florida come February. um, And I have a few other dates that I'm looking to line up down there. And my schedule is packed next year. But that doesn't mean anything because, you know, everything, I had a busy schedule this year and half the stuff got canceled. So, I think, from my standpoint, I was reaching out to every theater I could possibly think of, and the the folks at Chevalier uh, got the message. And I think that they were cautious, and it took them some time, but they reached out. And it's a it's a it makes sense. I think from their standpoint, it makes sense from my standpoint. My audience, from a reduced capacity standpoint, will fill that theater twice, you know, three times even. I think we could do a third show um, if these two go great I think we could add one more and sell it out again um but uh if it was a the normal size theater it's like 1800 people it's not my I I really right now where I'm at in my career it's anywhere from 200 to you know 600 people I think I can I can do that especially with these Christmas shows so from Mm -hmm. their standpoint it was a it was a safe bet plus I'm from Medford Um, and and we're celebrating Christmas and there was a lot of, there's just a lot of juice behind it and people Mm want to go out. So there was enough of those things that added up. And, and, you know, for me, that theater is a, is a lifelong goal of mine. So to be able to play that theater in such a challenging year, I mean, like, I don't think the Chevalier theater for me happens if it, if it's all things are equal. Do
1: you Mm -hmm. know what I mean?
0: Like if all things were equal, they wouldn't book me. They'd book, um, you know, they'd book Boyz II Men, which is the last group that played there. Or they'd book, um, you know, they'd even book like a Harry Connick Jr. Or, you know, they're they're booking pretty big names that are in there. So I'm not at that level yet. So I, I, I think that I was fortunate in that yeah. it had been a challenging year and the, the circumstances worked out that I could play there and, and check off that, check off the bucket list item. Watch
1: Which that. it's a perfect storm for it. I think now you already have your foot in the door there because I think obviously it's going to be successful. That's just, I think. And then now when things go back to normal, normal, it's like, hey, we did good this time. Let's see if we can do it again.
0: right. Right, and I think yeah. next year, this, you know, hopefully everything's back to normal. I think we'll build a following, and I think from these shows, and I think, the, you know, as time progresses, my show continues to grow and grow. Uh, every theater that I've played at, we basically doubled when we re- returned. So, you know, we do, a sh- we do uh, there's this group in um, Manchester, New Hampshire, and they have the Spotlight Room, the Rex Theater, and the Palace. And so I played the spotlight room, which was a hundred people. Then I went back and played the Rex, which was 300 people. And we sold those shows up. And so, and I, we were planning on possibly doing the palace, which is 700 people when I came back this year, but COVID, it, it doesn't work because they, it, they're not even opening that theater up. So every time I play a place, it usually doubles in what I'm doing. So it's building blocks and, and I, I think there isn't you, like, you're right to say that there's an opportunity to kind of sneak into these theaters at lower capacities.
1: Um, any other theaters in the I guess the Boston area that are, are-
0: So tomorrow, well, Thursday night, the December, because I know this is going to air later. You can edit this out, click. Uh, <laughs> played LaBelle Winery. Um, we did two sold out shows at LaBelle Winery back in October. We have a show, uh, in the beginning of December, that's gonna be up there. We also had a show booked that was sold out at, or about to sell out at the Stadium Theater in Rhode Island. And that got moved to January 2nd because they shut down the state. Um, So that's what's going on with that. Then we're up at the Rex Theater on December 19th. I think that show's already sold out or very close to being sold out. Um, And that's limited capacity as well. Um, I got a couple other things that are brewing for December but December is typically my busiest month yeah. and it is it's slow and we'll see if I get a New Year's Eve party. You're just I, wild. I, I haven't not worked on New Year's Eve since I was probably 18 like I've worked every single New Year's Eve either DJing or singing or both since it's just,
1: you No, know, obviously what you're doing you want to support it like it, it I think the restaurants themselves and the places are being as safe as possible. I mean, it's six feet away from anything and then doing the best they can. And I know like now there's like, these curfews at restaurants uh, that happen in, I don't know if it's thing, it's just, yeah, I think it's a Boston thing. And I think 930, it's like, how are these people are gonna survive? that's why I think it hurts this industry so much that like all the venues that you've probably played at, they're gonna be gone. Dude, and that-
0: know, Their thing right now is, you know, the restaurant industry, the movement right now is what's the plan? Well, you know, yeah. I'll tell you what the plan is. They're planning to fail. The the they're planning to fail, and that's as simple as I can make it, and yeah. I think everyone understands that. I mean, there's no if you if there was a plan, well at least there's a plan and we'll try to work. But this is this is a plan to fail, and um, I feel sad. I you know I fit I I know many of the restaurant tours, the most successful ones in in the city. I feel terrible for them. I feel, I, I feel terrible for the people that have spent their lives working and, and growing relationships from people that have been bartenders at you know establishments that have been around for forever to you know promoters in the city to you know owners of nightclubs everything there's no plan and there's there's only one plan and that's we're gonna this is gonna fail
1: and because then, there's,
0: no, there's no way it works the numbers don't work so there's gonna have to be a, a reset and if you drive through Boston right now you'll see the reset happening. You'll see it at there's um, storefronts that are closed and there's restaurants that are closed and the city is, the city's city's what it is,
1: you know? It's just, I know it's just sad, it's sad. I mean, I think like it was, I I guess it it was good like in the summertime, I'm not good, but like for the best it was, restaurants had the outdoor dining, there was like, you know, allowable to do stuff, but what do you do in the winter? You're already at like a 30% capacity you got to be 20 feet away from anything and I, like, it's how do you pay your staff? And that's why I feel bad because it's like when we do or, go back.
0: Oh, well, no, I mean, there's going to be very few. Go back. I, I have a feeling I could probably count on, you know, one hand, two hands, how many places are going to make this through that are like, you know, mom and mom and yeah. pop or like individual type places. I'm not talking about like, you know, Wendy's or.
1: Yeah, they're fine. Wendy's <laughs> is like,
0: tgi fridays although i don't know what their situation is i'm sure it's probably not great um but you know i'm talking about people that you know took out loans from banks and started these businesses and have investors that you know have, have built like big night entertainment Man, i feel terrible for them look what they built they built something amazing in the city like and I, I don't do a lot of work with big night but you have to respect what they did they the grand scorpion bar I mean, then they go down to Foxwoods, I, they, um, Big Night Live. What a tragedy that that place isn't allowed to operate in some capacity. Um,
1: it, yeah, and they just I, open up it, that in, in the Seaport, which is like probably a year ago at least. Well, maybe two years done, and it's just it's sad. It's sad to see all I, the new places. Just I
0: think I think they'll make it. Tr- I don't know. I think they're gonna think they're going to make it through in some fashion but the, a lot of their places are going to be gone and then the, what, what does that mean the, the jobs are gone I, I don't want to get negative with it but yeah
1: it's just it's just uh, if, but if
0: you can go down that that road bad and it,
1: rabbit hole but be i mean
0: one, if, it would be one thing if there was a realistic plan for for these businesses but they're just i don't feel like they're not as you can see they're not giving many of them a shot yeah and that's all they really they want a fair shot at being able to do what they love to do and
1: you know what it going go some smart uh, good stuff so go back you got a house this year how was it during covid doing uh, some construction <laughs> taking some trees down axing some stuff remodeling
0: um it was a blessing and it was a, a curse <laughs> i'm not really that i've gotten better with certain things but i'm not super handy when it comes to stuff but um there were things about it that were great I mean just being able to be in this house and and, uh, and not like an apartment where I was before I'm really in the woods too so I have that um where I live is actually similar to where you kind of live in Medford but on yeah. the other side um we're kind of right in the fells and um you know so that was really nice and uh And having this space and kind of being able to be like, all right, well, if I can't go work for a month or two, maybe I can paint this bathroom or whatever. So you could kind of distract yourself with these home improvement projects. But that's not, to be honest, like, that's not something I really enjoy doing. (laughs) Pablo Picasso.
1: (laughs) I I mean, like, I'll do,
0: I've done a lot of work around the house, but I don't love it. You know, like, it's not. I'd rather be doing what I love to do. And I know what I love to do. And I feel very fortunate that I, I know what that is. And I think a lot of people um, a lot of people search for that their whole lives. I knew what I kind of wanted to do when I was 14. I had a direction I wanted to go in.
1: And I, well, I guess we can go back to the earlier. So, so at that point, I mean, how did you even get involved in the radio stations? How did that even kind of form?
0: I liked radio a lot. Um, kind of hate that kind of hate that uh, social media kind of grew as much as it did. But at the same time, like, you know, radio, it's, it's, it, had its, it had its time. And yeah. there's some people that still do it good. But you, you can see it's transitioning to podcasts and, and things of that nature. Um, but I, I went to school for communications. And I always loved The Matty Show. And um, started interning there when I was 19 was working for another radio station uh, which is 96.9 but it it was a different type of station back then so it was was like a talk station and then uh, I got a job offer to do production for the Maddie show which was a job that I wanted so I kind of like wanted that job I wanted to do sound I wanted to do impressions I wanted to do all that stuff that's what I was that's where the direction was so I started doing that, and then the, the DJing thing and the singing thing developed, and that was more of my own personal kind of entertainment. Um, and I really got busy with that. Like you, and you saw that. Yeah. How many events I would do everything from galas to weddings to birthday parties, whatever. And um, there's a lot of different places you can put me in. Um, and I really had a focus at a certain point. On, on that aspect of the business and I, I'm, I'm thankful I did because you know radio I've, I've seen so many people that I know that have been let go and there's very few shows that are that are kicking around um, still and radio is much different than what it was when I got into it but I love when I, the time that I was doing radio it was really awesome and it was cool because it was also the beginning of when social was coming in so we were kind of getting into that with everything so it was good a good way for me to build a a following for myself and um and some of the funnest times i had was with the with billy and maddie and lisa and jim and kendra um so
1: who was your favorite so i mean i mean you i know you've met you so uh, rich has interviewed i mean you've interviewed tons and tons and tons of celebrities who was your favorite and like who was your favorite?
0: i wish I, I have regret I obviously it was Will Farrell, but I didn't I was I was very new yeah. at interviewing I was very scared because it was Will Farrell. I wish it was me now like the me <laughs> now to kind of deal with Will Farrell, because that would have been awesome but it was uh that was that was pretty cool I think um uh, I think Kesha I really like Kesha I really liked uh, Ellie Golding when I would talk to her um I talked to her a good amount. I met Selena a few times. Ed and Sheeran. Um, Ed Sheeran was cool. I interviewed Ed Sheeran. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, one of my favorite interviews was T.I. <laughs> T.I. was awesome. He was he was awesome. He we got we had like a 14-15-minute interview that was just so in depth he's a cool guy to talk to um yeah it was cool a lot of there's a lot of you know that's that's what that's what we did when they came in they wanted to talk about whatever they were doing we would either go to the venue or go to their tour bus or they'd come to us um that was that was cool time that was really good
1: that's awesome so um might as well get into the hot seat questions so these are some random questions that i ask for people and um you look, you look for um so these questions are just random, but let's get to it. So hot or cold showers. Huh, hot. <laughs> hot the way we hot showers. Um, second question is uh what was the last song you listened to?
0: Well, right now it's Christmas music.
1: So yeah, you do have a Christmas album. Let's 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 touch base on that one. All right. So, yeah. So, well, it's Christmas
0: music. I've been listening to Sinatra because I'm doing the Sinatra Christmas show. So I've been really getting into that. Um, but I'll tell you what, i give, give you a little, what I listen to personally. It's a group. It's called H-N-N-Y. It's pronounced honey, but it's H-N-N-Y. Hini. It's kind of like very chill, music it's on but it's not there you just kind of like i like
1: that i like that
0: that's my vibe when i'm when i'm chilling i'm listening to Hinnie. or
1: good um, i'm gonna actually download this after we get off
0: h-n-n-y there. um but uh yeah so most recently christmas music because i'm getting prepped for the show perfect and i have an original christmas song celebrating christmas again
1: and so I'll put the link to all this stuff in. But yes, Rich is on all the major platforms. Um, are you a who fan of Nickelback? Me to do that? Huh? I said, who allowed me to do that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are you a fan of Nickelback?
0: Um, you know what? <laughs> no, honestly, no. But they you got to give it up to them. They have—they have a following, and you know, I—I could only dream to have the following they have. So. Uh, I don't, don't love their music, but, you know, that's that's where it's at.
1: That's, they have a lot of number one hit singles, but it's a very good question because it's a mixed reviews on each end. Um, <laughs> favorite movie?
0: I would say I'm a big Rob Zemeckis fan. So I would say probably Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Forrest Gump. Um, what else did he do? He did a lot of good stuff. I like Zemeckis. I like Stanley... Uh, Kubrick um, I would say The Shining is probably good movie. A very good movie I do like Jack Nicholson um, As Good As It Gets is one of my favorite movies so um, yeah I would say Zemeckis probably Back to the Future is probably my favorite movie I would and say
1: that's probably it. I'm this is already given but uh, Favorite Musician yeah I mean it's a given
0: I'm not even going to say it
1: Frankie, Frank. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would say last meal. In life, like what <laughs> no, no, meal? no, like, not, like <laughs> legitimately, what was the last meal you physically had? Like, what was
0: it? Uh, I um, uh, so I I had to go over to the Chevalier to do like sound check, a couple sound check things. But before I went over there, I wanted to get some pizza, grab a slice from
1: Amici's. Best pizza in Medford. Easily the best pizza. Easily, um, um,
0: which you know. I'm living in Winchester now, and I like Winchester, but, but I got to be honest, th- they have the worst pizza. Like, they've got the nothing. worst. There isn't one place that I'm like, th- there's one place that I'm like, okay, this is pizza, but like on the Portnoy scale of pizza, we're in the pizza, like the highest pizza in Winchester is probably like five two. I'm
1: trying to think if there's anything. No, there's, there's nothing. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. People will say Louis and Woburn. Nothing. Yeah, Medford, I'd say, yeah, Michi's to me is top easily in Medford. Yes.
0: That's, I mean, that, I would say on a Portnoy scale, that would probably get like a 7 4.
1: Probably. Razzo's oh, has a mean seven.
0: slice. What?
1: Razo's has a really good slice. Razzo's
0: does too, but that's a different thing. I'm not yeah. just talking to Razo's to get a slice of pizza. Razo's yeah. does have great pizza. But it's not.
1: I get it's what you're like saying like in hour an hour
0: type of thing. If they're not, and that's why so many places had a hard time succeeding is w- with this takeout thing. They're not set up for that. Yeah. You know, it's a different type of thing. And so like right now, like I don't go out to. I used to go out to eat maybe two three times a week at like restaurants. I don't go out anymore because one, I don't like the experience.
1: Yeah, it's just not miserable.
0: The same. And two, you know, I would just rather have it delivered or get takeout and there's no hassle, you know? And, and so I'm just eating out at like sub shops that I don't really like, except Amici's. I will go there and, and <laughs> we like going to Amici's a good amount. now.
1: I will say this is random, but the, the I always the best part about COVID which is not like the great part, but it's now when you do Uber Eats, you don't have to meet them at the door. It's not expected anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. It's like, it's always antsy to meet the delivery guy. You have yeah. to like say, how's your night going All right, Cool. Thank you. It's really awkward. Leave it at the door. Horse some, to you,
0: <laughs> there's, there's, some, um, yeah, there's some things that come out of it. I think COVID that you can spin and, and make positive, and you have to do that. Otherwise, you'll, you know, you'll sink into depression, and 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 we've all been there during this, I'm sure. I, you know, like, but you got to take these experiences and try to flip them. You can't, yeah. control, really can't control much. So you have to take what you're given and work with it. Even if you don't want it, you You have to, to. you have to. So, um, yeah, I mean all these things, they have their ups and their downs, but you know, you got to kind of find the silver lining.
1: Let's talk about something different. So, um, I mean, I mean, I guess because of health wise, so you've been actually running every morning. I did see, I did see (laughs) that. So, um No, I, I think it's a good thing. Though I think a lot of people took so COVID. It's like we were I'll tell you what, we were running every day, but then they were like, "You kind of have to
0: run with the mask on," and it's like, oh, man, it's not. I don't know if that's like good. Like out there. I don't know. I don't know. So we're we've we've taken a little step back from it. I got to get back into it. That was good. I was loving that in the summer. We were running every single day, and that was awesome. So I got to get back into that. I have no excuse. I have plenty of time.
1: I um during COVID, we like did like well i walked every morning then i worked out and then when the gyms closed down i was like what am i doing so i just kept walking walking every day and like oh running too and then um i bought a peloton i just pulled the trigger a couple of weeks back i'm like all right like because I, I do think there's gonna be another shutdown And it's like i think for a lot of people it's like before this i guess my i guess our job frame is the same like you're eating out a lot like and it just you know it, it is what it is you're always out and about and i think yeah i'd say both of us because it's like I'd be out at events like, you know, Monday through Friday every single night. And it's like, you can, it's not, it's not easy. And then, um, pack the weight on. I, I packed personally, lost it all. And then some, so I'm down 30 so far in COVID. Great. You look great. And now I'm like, all right, let's keep it going. So I mean, like, I think there's positive things in COVID.
0: How do I look? Have I changed at all? Have look I good. I COVID weight? Look young. Okay, good. I just got a haircut. That's what yeah, I
1: noticed. that. Nice and clean. Yo,
0: clean yo, cut. Yo. And so, uh, He's like, I'm going to take a couple of years off, Rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ready for the weekend. But yeah. no, I, I, it, it's this positive thing. take out of it. Now you got to spend more time at home. I know it's not always like, it's just different. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, you're more grateful for everything you have. Not just you, but like everyone in, in general. Right.
0: right. And I think that's true. I mean, I think, I think because you're able to experience really bad, like this is really yeah. bad. This is I like, I don't want to like understate it. This is a very bad situation. Not upset. Not good. But I think through that, yeah. from that, you're able to be like, okay, it's really bad. However, like I'm gonna enjoy this now because I can. I can do, I can enjoy whatever the X is, you know. Like I I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, okay, like for me personally, I'm playing Chevalier. Yeah. i'm playing it so long as i don't take it away don't take it. <laughs> no. but, but i'm playing all there. It's too soon i'm playing chevalier and i wouldn't have been playing there so i i'm thankful for that i think that's the way you got to kind of look
1: at these yeah 100 it's all it's all mindset i mean I, I i think this year for a lot of people it's the worst year of their life per se yes. from every standpoint but there are some you know, things that you learn from that you're going to take it's like hey I'm grateful, I don't know, it's a year from now, like to eat at a restaurant without a mask. Like do, do things that were like so normal right. now, Right. right but not then, that aren't, you know, it's, it's harder. If you to go, to, it just it's, wearing a mask, is it's just.
0: The worst know. thing that, the worst thing you can do is look at your memories on Facebook from last year or two years <laughs> or three years ago. You're like, we were at a ball game. We were at a ball game. And there was not a mask in sight and everyone was happy. and Everyone was smiling and that was it. And we just went out and did that. And there was no nonsense. That's how lucky we were. We didn't realize that a stupid ball game that we were at was the most amazing thing to the 2020 versions of ourselves, right? Like us looking back at like a memory from 2017 (laughs) it's like you're just hanging out at the beach
1: not gonna happen ice cream (laughs) without a mask right
0: that's you know so you get that reminder
1: it's yeah the memories of i'm like wow i missed that like you know going away taking a flight it was like just going on a vacation it's like
0: eh. now you go to new hampshire they want to see your papers (laughs) you need it? the
1: tests. yeah and it's yeah it's just a, it's tricky but um yeah i, th- I think i you I, just gratefulness I, that's i mean that's how i feel personally i'm like all right like wow like you know i'm, I'm good I'm, I'm i guess personally like i'm alive like we're good you know and then so it's like you know almost near the not the i don't really know the end but you know I, I think we're getting closer to something positive i hope but i don't know i don't know i'm not a fortune teller we don't know we do not I'm know i'm oh. just
0: trying to do as many shows as i
1: possibly. yeah do. so i guess the last thing is who 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 do you inspire i mean who inspires you and who kind of keeps you going because i mean like i gotta be honest with you huh
0: personally or like
1: I, I i'd say personally i mean you said you called over a thousand venues which obviously i know it's like a guesstimate number but like to be like, that's, you know, that's obviously there's motivation on a daily basis for you to like really keep hustling and try to make something out of nothing right now. And you've done, obviously became, you know, done successful like 70 shows on that, the Chevalier. So what, I guess who keeps you, I mean, I guess what, what's your motivation? Like who keeps you motivated? Like who is your inspiration? That's
0: a good question. I mean, I think like anything with anything, it's your, who you're working with your partners and where they are, where they are. You know, where, where are my business? Where's my agent at? You know, my agency has been wrecked this year, you know, and they're, they're, they're chipping along and they're getting stuff here and there and they're doing virtual and they're getting, you know, so like how are my partners at my agency doing? How are, how are my bandmates doing? Um, How are my, you know, people that I, my acquaintances in the restaurant industry, you know, how are their spirits and being able to rally with them or get out of this together with them um, and become stronger as, uh, you know, whatever business we're in, if we, the partners that I surround myself with um, and on a personal level too, like, you know, how is everybody in the family doing? So, you know, that's, that's my, those are my role models or my barometers of like what where where i'm at you know and so i i think you know you gotta lean on people that that um can can help you and 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 you gotta help people when they need to be you know when they need a hand or they need something you know so it's you know right now we're kind of you know we're just trying to figure it out together i think you know i just hope i hope some aspects of it aren't too late but Th- that being said, you know those are th- th- those are like my my role models or my guidance. See, my my immediate circle, my 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 trusted um, the people I brought into my life. That's kind of, that's really what counts when it comes down to it. Is your your friends, your 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 friends, your your close coworkers, your associates? Like that 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 those, you know who your friends are in these in these types of things. You know, yeah. you know what what. What it's about so that that's kind of where I'm at
1: with it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So um well yeah so first of all yeah thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. congratulations Chevalier um so and, and I'm really happy that you're doing you're still doing shows in you know, a lot of people in your position it's like all right I can't do much, right? But you have a positive mindset. It's like no 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 there's no no unless I shut down I'm not leaving. Right. And just, not leaving. awesome. <laughs> <not leaving. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and um no you're, leaving you're the just, podcast. <laughs> not leaving. And so, uh, no, it's awesome to see that. And, uh no, I mean, I, I granted the situation. It's still huge. You're playing a theater in Medford, and it is sold out. I don't care the capacity. Technically, when people ask 10 years from now, oh, I sold it out <laughs> both nights.
0: <laughs> oh, it really matters. Nothing yeah. I'd like to do more than promote a sold-out show.
1: And that's it. Like, like Scalabrini, uh, they asked him in an interview years ago, like, yeah, hey, we won a championship. You know, years from now, like, hey, I, I was on the bench. Who cares? I won a champion. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. hey, I won a championship. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. So That's how I see it. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much again taking the time to do this, and uh, we'll see you. Thank you.